what would you say to people who say, Aaron, I'm screwed. There's something I can do in my business. Well, I think that if that is your mindset, then that's what will happen. But if you are open and interested in problem solving and focusing and honing your skills and really focusing on the one thing you want to do, (laughs) kind of anything is possible. Welcome to Queer Hustle, where we talk to the hottest up-and-coming queer entrepreneurs about growing businesses, creating dream lifestyles, and taking care of each other. Your host, Michelle Coyle, sits down to work together to explore what's possible when you approach business with full authenticity. Hey everybody, it's Michelle and this is Queer Hustle where we help queer entrepreneurs start up, scale, and thrive. And today I'm very excited to be talking to Aaron St. John from Saucy Pots Pottery in Newfoundland, Canada. Aaron, you want to introduce yourself to the crew? Hi there. Yeah, I'm a potter of, uh, well, over 15 years and I've been doing Saucy Pots for six years now and my full-time job and a family business as well. So I've got my father and my cousin and uh, and my partner working with me right now. So it's super exciting. These aren't just any pots, by the way. These are saucy pots. And saucy pots meaning uh, these pots are a little bit uh, a little bit out of the mainstream. <laughs> They're pretty racy. <laughs> Lots of curse words are like originally this started with like Newfoundland slang and uh, like come on by, yes by, come from away, like lots of silliness. And it's totally evolved into curse words. Like, I don't know if this is fine to say, but yeah, like fuck a buckety fuck fuck, Jesus fucking Christ, like super rowdy, like really offensive stuff. And then even just like classic fuck. Yeah, just, just a mug that says fuck, which everybody feels when they're first drinking their coffee in the morning. So this has been a hit. I love, by the way, that you're like shy to say the words, but it's not, but you're not too shy to like print them on a mug and put them in the store window and sell them on the internet all over the place. Oh yeah. Like people, uh, some people are like, you're too sweet to be selling work like this. <laughs> yeah, like, not deep down inside. So let's talk about this. What, uh, because you, you know, you mentioned you're working in a family business, obviously coming up as a younger person, sort of taking over the established decades long family business. And this was traditional pottery before. And then here comes Aaron coming in saying, well, actually, here's what I want to do instead. So how did the family react when you started printing fuck on mugs? It was a little, a little unusual, I guess at first. And my, my aunt, she is pretty, she's pretty fun. She's pretty wild. Like she loves party just as much as I do. So she, she was like, okay, and comfortable with a few of those words. But as it like got Further and further, like the cunt cups were a little bit less appropriate. So we did, like she did say, you know, like maybe, maybe we won't have the like cunt cups in the window. (laughs) In the window display. (laughs) Maybe those could be in the back once people walk in. Uh, yeah. And even if I do like markets now these days, I actually set, like I censor the cups. So I just like turn the bad ones around and like, I sort of like make a judgment call to like, you know, do these, do these people want to see like cutesy things? Are they ready for me to like turn these like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus cups around? So I sort of like test the waters before I like <laughs> show them what else I have, especially cause I've been doing these like 
farmers markets lately, like these community farmers markets where there's like youngsters running around. So even like the first couple I did, I was testing the waters and having these like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus cups out. And I did have a few people come up, like just regular people come up and complain. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I definitely get complaints from the general public. And that's like the risk I find doing this as a retail space. When people walk in, they don't know what's coming up. Mm -hmm. And I really throw them a curveball sometimes. <laughs> show us the, I know you have the cunt mug with you. Show it to us real quick for people that are watching. There it is. Work on now is actually to reverse the letters so that for Zoom chats, they're going to be the right way around. Yeah. We've got oh. it. Oh, it's in my mirror. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it looks good for us. So it's working. It's working. I love this is a perfect example. I mean, we talk a lot about in marketing about attract and repel, right? Like, we want the people that we want and we want to go ahead and repel, actively repel the people that are not for us, especially as queer business owners, right? And we get a lot of uh, questions at Queer Hustle around, well, why are you even talking about being queer? What does that have to do with being, with, with being in business? We know as queer people just instinctively walking around, right? And in, in, in our life, we're authentically and just like uh, almost not thinking about it, gravitating towards people that are for us and trying to repel the people that are not for us because we learn quickly with icky experiences. We got in the wrong crowd. Maybe somebody didn't know we were queer and they made the wrong joke or whatever and starts to be like, okay, how can I signal very loudly that I am queer? How can I you know, talk about that? How can I show that with how I look so that I don't actually get into these situations that I'm only with people that are loving and supportive of me and I am actually like actively repelling anybody that would want to hurt me or that I would be hurt by. You're doing sort of the same thing here in business, especially when you come out with such strong statements. Um, there's people that uh, that love it and you have this like rabid following. And then of course, there's going to be people that are offended by it and not want to even like be in the store buying anything else. How do you... Uh, obviously, you've decided to do that. So talk to me a little bit more about the feeling or the intention behind that kind of stance. Well, after spending the last five, six years having a retail space and testing the waters of retail, I really did find, even though I, like, I'm passionate about these products, I like make it, I live, like this is my work. I still definitely struggle with uh, you know, someone really being disapproving or be, you know, someone being in my storefront and like, being upset or getting angry or complaining. So it, you know, I still try not to like, let it trigger me or get upset or you know, just try to like, maintain calm composure. But yeah, I do, I do really love switching to online because of that. I find it's, uh, you're able to reach the people who you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Um, without offending too many others. Mm-hmm. It, I find it, it in the retail environment that I've been working in, it's really been a tourism dominant industry. So we have tr- people coming from all over the world. And so it's really a really diverse group. So we would have 26,000 people go through our summer location. And that's mostly in about three months. A lot of family, like the whole artist studio space was really geared towards family. So I had a lot of families coming through and that was always really hit or miss. Are they going to like get really offended? And I would have people kind of like complaining to the front desk and writing to our tourism department who managed managed these artist studios. I did get a lot of a lot of complaints and like one out of every 5,000 like was really aggressive, you know, almost to the point of like 
basically harassing my staff. Mm -hmm. So I've had some really awful scenarios with people who get offended over like this word (laughs) and really, really like push their limits as the general public saying like, I'm unhappy with this. So I, I did actually feel a bit concerned about my staff. Like I definitely, I was unsure what to do and it's difficult to track somebody who's coming through a space like that. So I've definitely had some really brutal retail experiences, which are challenging and you really don't have that same, I mean, there's a different level of vulnerability online for sure. And so someone being really upset about who you are and what you're doing to the point where they need to you know, you know, to the point where they're like threatening to tear your business down kind of thing. Yeah. So that's pretty, pretty scary. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's tricky to deal with. But I be, I mean, moving online has definitely made that more of like a safe space for me and my business and my staff. <laughs> yeah, which is so important, you know, because we talk all the time about the live, oh, you know, we want to push back, we want to take a stand, we want people to know this is not okay. But doing that comes with a cost, right? And it's not always just us, because we're not just putting ourselves out there. But now there's people starting to threaten staff, harass staff, and it really it gives you a little bit of a come to Jesus moment of your own, but do I really want to do this? And by the way, I want to say for anybody watching or listening, if the answer is no, I don't want to do this, I don't feel safe, or I don't feel like my staff is safe, or I don't feel like I can keep everybody safe it's perfectly okay to not do it, right? We've got to keep ourselves safe, our, our employees safe and everything. That's got to be number one. And it's and we're, we're not here to judge anybody that says, uh, you know what, this is too much, it's too hard, I don't want to do it. But for people that do say, you know what, I'm going to do it. Not only are you making a statement and pushing back, right? And Aaron and saying, you know, you can't bully me out of business, but you're also saying, you know what, there's another way that I can do this that feels better for me, that feels safer for everybody. It doesn't have to be a black or white either or situation. Now you're one of the people that I know that did uh, the, the best job at just like immediately pivoting your whole business. You know, I was telling you earlier, I had talked to a ton of people uh, right post pandemic hitting that had businesses like yours that were in retail or salons or, or event planners, things like that, where they were just saying, I'm fucked. There's nothing I can do. My whole business is dead. Like I've just basically got to give up. I'm going to go out of business. I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to regroup in another six months or a year. And, uh, you know, this, the circumstances happen to me and there's, uh, oh, well, right. That's, that's not the attitude that you came with. You came and said, okay, this sucks. This is completely different. What am I going to do instead? And now you've actually managed to successfully pivot to almost all online sales. You're shipping nationally and I believe internationally, right, as well. What do you think is the difference? What was different in your attitude versus the attitude of somebody that says, you know, oh, well, I'm giving up? I think uh, I'm somebody who really enjoys taking risks. (laughs) I definitely love that challenges. So I think that makes me different right off the bat. I love change and I love jumping into new ideas and challenging myself and really learning as I go. So yeah, that's something I'm just kind of interested in doing anyway. So that's definitely a personality trait. And yeah, we've definitely talked about how we like to take on lots of things and yeah, do this project. Yes to this project. And so yeah, that that's definitely part of my personality of like, okay, let's do this. Seems like you came I've, with this attitude of curiosity versus like, oh my God, I already can see where this is going to go. And maybe your youth is an advantage to you here, right? But coming with this attitude of curiosity, well, this is new. Uh, let me see if I can figure this out versus, oh, well, there's nothing I can do. And I love that. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely, I don't like do nothing very often. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I definitely like to take on too many things and then power through them. So yeah, even going back to last year and thinking about the, like the retail setup, cause I was doing wholesale and I had two retail spaces last year and an online shop that was like not doing very much. So those were a lot of different things that I had been testing for a while and taking on two retail spaces was exhausting and staffing that was exhausting. So I was really in the fall, I was really trying to figure out and around Christmas time too, just being so burnt out from shows and retail and all of that I was really reconsidering, you know, like, what do I want to be doing next year? Like, how do I want to be doing next year? And I was really starting to feel kind of burnt out on the retail and really toying with the idea, like just kind of throwing this idea out. Like, what if we didn't have a retail business next Mm -hmm. year, which was like, also kind of just dangerous to say I found too, because like this pottery shop that my aunt has been running since the eighties, you know, the, the idea of saying we're not going to open this year was the end of an era basically yeah. and really shocking. So I was really afraid to suggest that as well. And, and then, I mean, obviously the pandemic happened and then we decided not to open the store at all. Those were some ideas I was toying with, you know, what do I want to be doing? And this year been basically everything online and cut out wholesale, really only like a tiny couple of wholesale orders. This program, the ISS school was incredible, has really like given me like a new level of confidence in what I'm doing. And even just thinking about, again, pricing and expenses and rate, like feeling comfortable raising my prices. I am really excited about this year and going into Christmas. I'm pretty happy with the decision of putting everything online (laughs) and stepping back from retail. I think that was one of the like best decisions ever (laughs) for this business. (laughs) Absolutely. And then it blew up, right? Because you've got everybody like, see, you've got stuff that people see it and they go, I want that. Or I got to send that to my friend or I got, it almost like naturally lends itself to being viral. So I, I love about this because people are so afraid to take strong stances or be offensive to anybody in any way. But the flip side of that is as many people as you're offending, you're equally exciting that many people. And those people are going, Oh my God, like, I love this. I need this. This resonates with me. And so now you've got, like I said, a national fan base and starting to, to ship into the United States and get international with it. How does that feel if to start being a go from being this kind of local shop to being this national and international? It's pretty exciting. I feel like I am still like struggling to like, fully acknowledge all of that. Yeah. It's definitely like challenging to really, yeah, to really hear that. It's super exciting and still feeling that the effects of that for sure. I'm just like also really grateful to still be in business this year. I feel incredibly fortunate. There's been support and stuff here in the province, like customers and local support has been amazing as well as online. And everyone has just been fantastic. A lot of return customers, which is so exciting to see people coming back and coming back after years and years or coming back after like months and like brand new clients just like can't get enough. It's super exciting. I'm like so grateful that I 
met you when I did because it was so many things seemed so uncertain and going through ISS really gave me that like confidence that, okay, this is good. This is still working. We can keep going this direction. <laughs> we got this. I love, I love hearing that. I want I want to know what you would say to people because there's a lot of people watching this that are in that situation of you know they they had a retail business or they're an artist or some kind of creator or some kind of a event planner or service pro- or retail service provider uh, that felt like you know there's nothing they could do. What would you say to people who say, "Aaron, I'm screwed. There's something I can do in my business." Well. I think that if that is your mindset, then that's what will happen. But if you are open and interested in problem solving and focusing and honing your skills and really focusing on the one thing you want to do, (laughs) kind of anything is possible. And there's a lot more platforms available online for brand new businesses to start up in. I've switched to new website platform as well. And I found, you know, it's nerve wracking to switch to a whole new platform, but I don't regret it at all. And I was ready for change. And it was just everything kind of happened in these few moments. I think if you are passionate, take the chance and like give it a go. Cause the worst thing is you could fail. I don't know. I think that failing is part of the experience. I've definitely tried lots of different things that haven't worked at all. And I think, yeah, failing is part of the process as well. Failing is absolutely a huge part of the process. Every time we fail, we learn. I always tell people that are say, I'm afraid to fail. I said, take that away from you because it's not an if, it's a when. You will fail. You will fail all the time. And that's okay because we get back up, we learn, and then we do better. Beautiful sentiment. And love that. Love that uh, thought that, you know what? If you've got the mindset that you're going to fail anyway, you can take that and you can just roll over. You can take that and say, okay, bring it on. I want the lessons. I want the change. I want to learn. I want to embrace change. I want to embrace challenge. And I want to see what I can actually really make happen. And it's people with that attitude who really do make things happen. Aaron St. John, so, so grateful to have you here. Saucy Pots Potter, y'all look it up. Buy yourself your cunt mugs, fuck mugs from Aaron. She will ship them to you. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Queer Hustle. To read the full show notes for this episode, which include a summary, timestamps, and any links mentioned in this episode, please visit michellecoyle.com slash podcast. There, you'll find the information from this episode and any past episodes. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave us a rating and a review at ratethispodcast.com slash queer hustle. Until we meet again next week, go out there and let it shine.